The following podcast is brought to you by Marks with Mics. I have no problem calling people Marks. No, no, he's thinking, don't tell me! Mark. Don't tell me! Mamma mia! Mamma mia! Are you kidding me? Mark is. Welcome to the Marks with Mike's podcast. Here are your hosts, Mr. Six Foot Nine, the homeboy, Doug Douglas, and Dre, the Juice Man. Welcome, everybody, back to another edition of Marks with Mike's. This is another bonus edition, episode number 88 of the show. I'm your host, Mr. Six Foot Nine, JT the Godfather. And um, as promised, told you we will be back with a bonus episode. We will be covering the draft, and I'm not covering it alone because on the other line on today's show, I do have some special guests that are going to be on. But for right now, from Powerbomb Jitsu, I do have Dom. What's going on, brother? What up, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, thank you for coming on, man. Like, like I said, when I appeared on your show, I would definitely make this happen. So everything's come full circle two months later, but better late than never. Uh, but to go ahead and speak on something, man, Friday Night Smackdown is turning to be the place to be on Friday nights. I am sorry if you have a problem with that, but it is what it is. Um, what did you think about the presentation this uh, Friday, man, just just with, uh, you know, it being the big draft night. I mean, we, we had so much things uh, going on today, Friday in the whole. We had the press conference that took uh, took place earlier, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time and uh, 12, 12 o'clock um, Pacific for all you people way out there on, on, on the West Coast. But first of all, let's just start off with that press conference. I mean, we were pretty much expecting these announcements. Am I right there, Dom? Yeah, it was like once everybody announced, uh, they announced it last week or what was it Monday? Everybody pretty much knew what was going to come full surface. Yeah, and I I just like the way that they they presented that, and it, it kind of felt like it was a big time thing. I mean, of course, it's coming from Vegas, one of the of course uh, capitals for that big time fight feel, whether that be boxing, MMA, or professional wrestling. Uh, of course, the announcers that we're talking about, we're talking about for Crown Jewel, we do have Tyson Fury going up against Braun Strowman. And also, we do have uh, Brock Lesnar going up against Kane Velasquez, which I think is going to be a great rematch. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, if it's going to be a wrestling ring, if it's going to be a Brock the Gun, and it, they just drop all the ropes, which personally, I've been pitching that idea for years for them to do, but who knows, they may listen to me. Um, what's your big takeaway from that, from this press conference, uh, as far as from Triple H and Michael Cole announcing these fights? Yeah, it definitely had like a really, really big fight feel. Like it's pretty much you're watching a press conference of like something's big and epic is going to happen within the next couple of weeks between like, like you said, Brock and uh, Cain Velasquez and even with uh, Brown Strowman and uh, Tyson Fury. It's like I'm kind of interested in it. Some people are not. And I'm like, even though Cain Velasquez coming over to the WWE and even wrestling, it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm all for it. 
And then, because uh, I remember I seen him in AAA, and, like, he looked real good from, like, those things I'd seen him. What I'm doing, he was doing, like, what's it called? A lot of lucha moves and stuff, so he looked really impressive. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree there. I mean, he signed a multi-million dollar deal here with with the WWE, which I thought was great, uh, you know, because he had been bidding, or should I say he's been in negotiations with AW New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, it just seemed to me, in my mind, uh, no one else had a chance. And I think I think at, at the moment the moment that we got Jack Hager on AEW was a moment that Kane Kane Velasquez said, you know what, I'm signing the WWE. Just saying. But I, I'm definitely definitely happy about it. I mean, I'm not sure how long this deal is for. Maybe two three years. Uh, whatever the amount of time, I know we have a whole lot of big blockbuster fights. I don't know how they're going to book them. They're, they're going to book them like Brock, where he fights every couple months at uh, every few pay-per-views. What do you think? Yeah, I think they might book them just like Brock, have them like for big moments, like certain ones, like Survivor Series, Roar, Rumble, and they're probably like WrestleMania, and then probably SummerSlam. Definitely, definitely, you know, the, the the major big four for the year. So uh, moving from that press conference, man, just hop into the nitty gritty. Let's just get to SmackDown. Uh, it was announced earlier. Uh, well, depending on when you listen to this podcast, it was announced on the 11th. How, how, how about that? Let's get accurate. On October 11th, 2019, if you want to be very accurate. Uh, it was announced that we'll have uh, Roman Reigns representing the blue brand, Seth Rollins representing Raw, uh, to determine the number one pick and who comes up from underneath the ring, no other than The Fiend. Now, we haven't heard from The Fiend or seen The Fiend on television since Hell in a Cell, which I didn't even want to cover on the show this week because, it's you know, everyone's pretty much talked all their their shit about it and gave their little two cents and it's exactly what i said what i thought it would be exactly what it was and um by by him appearing on smackdown first off it was already rumored and i know that you know this as well but it was already rumored that fox was bidding for Bray Wyatt. I mean, am I the only person that knew this? Um, I'm pretty sure you you knew this too, Dom. Oh, yeah. They wanted him. And they wanted him bad, which is why it only made sense, even though we hated it as fans, was to end that match in a DQ because you didn't want the guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can't say DQ. In a match stoppage. That's better. Uh, you, you don't want neither one of these guys looking weak going forth, going into the draft. So it was perfectly planned, perfectly planned by by WWE and between Fox and USA. So here's the thing. By him interrupting this match, of course, that caused a disqualification on the SmackDown side, allowing Seth Rollins to win. And let's just go ahead and get into these picks. So... For the draft picks, I'm going to name some of these off and let me know if you were surprised at all by some of these picks. So, first round picks for Friday Night SmackDown, 
Roman Reigns, were you surprised by that at all? No, nah, I think Spots wanted him for like that'd be like their go-to guy for the brand. I mean, he's in the opening of the show. Come on. Uh, also, another pick for Raw, and I'm doing these backwards because Raw actually got the first pick, but Becky Lynch. I mean, I wasn't expecting Becky to go to SmackDown. I'm sorry. You know, she's the Raw Women's Champion. I I didn't expect the Women's Champion to, you know, switch brands. Wasn't expecting it to see it happening. Now, the pick that was very surprising by everybody was Bray Wyatt to SmackDown. Once again, I'm not surprised. I've seen this coming a mile away. Dom's not surprised. Like, it's the only logical move if you want this to work far as for Fox being on a local, you know, uh, sorry, not a local, but a, a, a national televised product. I mean, I don't even, I don't even have the numbers in for the ratings as if that shit matters for tonight, but I guarantee you they're close to what they were last week. Um, but Bray Wyatt going to SmackDown, how do you feel about that? It's real, really interesting. So like how they're going to move forward with him and like what is going to be his next feud or who he's going to go after next. So does he go after Roman Reigns or who do you go after now? It's like, who knows? And that right there is an interesting question. Now, I say this before on previous episodes. If you watch horror movies, he's the perfect horror movie character. It's exactly what it was modeled after. Uh, He's supposed to just attack random people. And when the character first debuted it, Months ago, I said, this is what he should do. He shouldn't have a championship title for a while. He should just go out and just, you know, terrorize the random people on the roster. Just terrorize them. And that's what he's been doing. And I have been enjoying it. And, you know, he has plenty of people to choose from uh, so far, thus far on SmackDown. As I name off another one of these picks, uh, you have Braun Strowman who we mentioned earlier, who has to fight with Tyson Fury at Crown Jewel on October 31st. Uh, he, you know, this, this is just for the, the start of the, of the roster. We, we don't have the whole entire roster revealed, uh, but he can terrorize anybody on SmackDown and it would make perfect sense. Uh, I just think that um, you don't put him in a t- title picture too soon. I mean, I don't see him, Going over Brock. Well, I take that back. Maybe he does go over Brock. I mean, that match has been teased. Hasn't happened. It was teased once before. Uh, what was this, two years ago? Yeah. So, I'm, I don't think he should go after Brock now. I should just, they should just wait probably like sometime like next year and then strike it if the Fiend's still hot, if the character's still like got this momentum going. And that's the thing. I, I think the momentum is actually going to be around for a while if they continue to become like the horror movie character that he is. You know, he's a mixture between Jason. I'm, I'm not not Jason. He he's a well, yeah, we could say Jason. He's a, he's a mixture between Jason and Freddy Krueger. I mean, he's your worst nightmare. No, no matter how many times you knock him down, he gets right back up. 
but to go on to some more picks um, from the draft, Sasha Banks going to the blue brand. I mean, maybe the blue hair probably predicted it a while ago. I'm not sure. You also yeah, actually sh- go ahead. Yeah, I was actually shocked by that move because I'm like, they're separating her from Becky Lynch and she doesn't get her like title shot revenge from losing that hell in a cell. Like that's the one I was kind of like questioning about. But like, it's pretty good. A fresh start for her and see where she goes from here. And, you know, I, I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, anytime we have these situations happen when we have a draft, this is bound to happen where, you know, we have storylines that just come to an abrupt end. And I'm kind of happy because I didn't didn't like the fact that Sasha wasn't able to pick up the title um, from Becky. But then again, you don't want Becky losing the title because she's the hottest thing in the company right now next to The Fiend. She was the hottest thing in the company, period. But, uh, you know, to me, I just feel like you, you don't you don't want to snatch the title off Becky, not yet, especially with, you know, the debut of Fox going down, uh, SmackDown on Fox, and, of course, you have also um, the draft going on. It's like, that's the last thing you wanted to do. Uh, but it didn't seem like that way for... A lot of uh, a lot of other decisions that they made because they actually had Lacey Evans <laughs> drafted to Friday Night SmackDown as well, finally ending this feud between her and Natalia, which I thought was pretty much ended on Raw with that last woman standing match, but it's officially ended, so we don't have to see this match ever again. But I'm kind of I, I can't really talk shit about it because that last woman standings match was actually pretty damn good on Raw, just in my opinion. Right, it was. So, like, people, like, finally the feud's over with. But, like you said, that match was pretty dope. Like, when I got home from work, I watched it. I'm like, yo, this is this is pretty dope. And, like, Lacey and, and uh, Natalia was really working. Like, that was, like, some good stuff. It was such good shit. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, we also also had some 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 easy picks here. I mean, the revival, of course, the SmackDown tag team champions. Why wouldn't they be on SmackDown? Just makes sense. Um, I'm I'm kind of hesitant to see how they do the tag team division. Now that you have Fox in play, um, basically. I know Fox Fox is going to have their hands more involved with SmackDown than USA is going to have their hands involved with Raw. And I know they want these titles to be looked as legitimate titles, legitimate divisions. So I'm kind of curious to see how is this going to play out? Because let's be honest, the tag team division ain't been shit in years inside of WWE. And I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm not saying the talent hasn't been shit. I'm saying that they haven't taken the tag team seriously. Let me clarify that. Uh, would you would you agree to that? Right, because I can't remember the last time that actually the tag team division actually been like important on WWE. They just play like hot potato with the titles, and there's like a feud here, a feud here, and then like half the time the tag team titles are not even on a pay per view at all, not even on a pre show or nothing. Facts, straight facts. Uh, but you know what? 
I'm not I'm not even gonna lie, dude. Like honestly, just just looking at, you know, like like you said, the last the last time the tag team division was hot in the WWE is when we had the first official draft. When we had the first official brand split. When we had you know, when we had uh what was it? We had um let me get this straight. We had Ric Flair running Raw. And no no, I take the bet. We had Eric Bischoff running Raw and Stephanie McMahon running SmackDown. That was the last time the tag team division in my mind was actually taken serious because you had tag teams like the world's greatest tag team of Shelton Benjamin and um Charlie Haas. You had tag teams uh like um who was it? Brian Brian Kendrick and Paul London. Um I can three go on and warning. on. Three minute warning. Yeah. Los Guerreros. Yeah, and uh Billy and Chuck too, even though their gimmick was kinda weird though. They were pretty pretty good solid tag team. There was nothing wrong with that gimmick. No, nothing right. at all. It's twenty nineteen. That's perfectly right. normal now. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's when tag team wrestling was actually legitimized to me in our in my opinion. That's when it was actually taken serious. After that, forget about it. I mean, come on, you had Jericho. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh man, you had like uh, Kane teaming up with like almost everybody. Like yeah, he teamed up with Hurricane. He teamed up with Big Show. RVD, then team back with Big Show again. Yeah, he, he was teamed up with everybody. I mean, at at this point, Kane and Kane was like a tag team jump off. You can pass him around anybody. Right. Um, but that was the last time the division was actually taken um, to be serious. And along with other tag teams that were drafted to SmackDown, you had the Lucha House Party, and you had Heavy Machinery. Now that's just on that that side of SmackDown for the time being of night number one. Now, with those picks that I named just on the SmackDown side, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, Sasha Banks, Braun Strowman, Lacey Evans, The Revival, Lucha House Party, and Heavy Machinery, does this look like a beginning of a stacked roster for SmackDown? Because so many names on here have been in my eyes kind of like underneath the radar or not haven't haven't been able to get that that much exposure on TV or haven't been taken serious. How do you how, how does Fox turn this around in your opinion for some of these names on here? It's it's going to be definitely a good start for like certain people like the Lucha House Party because they've been on like 205 live and really hasn't been doing nothing like really solid and then if this is like a chance for them to really like if Fox do it right, push them to make them semi decent. Cause like I really say like people really don't care about the Lucha House Party just there. And then same with Brown Strowman, like you know his character for me got stale and stuff. And I feel like this is another re spark for him, like you know to get get a good push and get like some momentum going behind him too. And with this Tyson Fury stuff coming up too so this is like a good opportunity for him and lucha part house party like hold on wait 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 a minute okay i mean i know tyson fury said that Braun hasn't won any championships but let's not remember let's not forget that he also holds 
far as in the singles division, he holds the greatest Royal Rumble champion, okay? Never defended the title, but he's the champion. I don't know. Maybe maybe he puts that title on the line at Crown Jewel. We'll see. Um, but it, it, it definitely looks like th- this can be a nice restart button for some of those guys whose characters have uh, grown still. Because you're right. I mean, especially with Braun Strowman. I mean, you got this big... This big guy, six foot eight, you know, three hundred and eighty-five pounds of pure solid muscle here, and you're trying to tell me that he hasn't at least held the title. Like, even if he held the title for one day, like Kane did, and lost the next night on Raw, I I would have been fine with it, just just for the simple fact that you at least gave him a shot. I mean, you know, it's just. Uh, it's a damn shame. I mean, he hasn't had a chance to grab a title. Maybe this is the restart that we need. Maybe he finally defeats Brock Lesnar and wins the title. We'll see how Fox plays this on SmackDown. Now to the Ross side, let's talk about some of these picks. We already mentioned Becky Lynch. Of course, I wasn't surprised by that. But let's talk about some of these other picks that they picked up. And they picked up a lot of single stars. Uh but I'm going to name off the the one faction that they picked up, which was the OC, which I thought was major. Honestly, I thought that the OC was going to go to SmackDown. Um, what what did you think? I thought it was going to be broken up, honestly. You thought they were going to be broken up, but they just got back together. Yeah, sometimes WWE does that. Sometimes they bring people back and they break them up real quick. So, like, that surprised me. Like, they're going to Raw and sticking so much. They can really do some damage on Monday Night Raw and be like that dominant faction that's taking stuff over over there. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's pushed and booked the right way. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows uh, have had too many starts and restarts uh, in a relationship, not in a relationship with the with the stable not in the stable type of situations i mean first it was the club with aj styles then they did the whole Balor club thing for for a while and that phased out and then they were by themselves now they're with aj styles once again and they'll see like it's just for me they have to at this point either sell it or not sell it you know Right, because, like, they was doing that stuff with being, calling people nerds and stuff, and I'm like, this is not them. They're supposed to be out there, like, really whooping some ass like they used to do in Japan. And, and, and yeah, and that's that's my whole thing. Like, it's like, you know, if, if they would have kept that whole, kept that same energy they had in Japan and actually made it to the WWE with that same energy... There's no way you can't tell me these guys are not three, four-time tag team champions. And people give me a lot of flack for saying this. Don't get me wrong. I love the New Day. I love them, number one, because they represent the culture, sort of. And all, and also, you know, these, these guys busted their ass for a while. But there's no way that the New Day should have more title runs than... Gallows and Anderson, just in my opinion. That's true. That is totally true right there. Like I was expecting like once 
Luke Gallows and Carl Anson signed to WWE. I'm like, man, they must have ramshack and have like at least at least five title reigns by now. And I think they only got like what two or three. And I was like, okay, they deserve better. I think they're two-time tag team champions, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think they won it twice, I believe. Yeah, so it's it's like it's like for me, it's it's at this point, it's like yeah, I I, I understand, and well, I don't understand why this hasn't happened, but we'll see. I mean, it's a restart for Raw, it's a restart for the OC. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Raw also drafting Drew McIntyre. Uh, Nothing really changed there. He was already on Raw. Um, he stays on Raw. Hopefully they do something with him and actually pull the switch and actually really, really do something and push this guy for a title run because there's no way that Drew McIntyre should should not be inside the title picture. No way at all. Uh, Drew McIntyre should at least have had a, a main event pay-per-view match just for the way that he's built. Uh, just his, his stature and his in-ring ability, this guy should have at least been inside the main event of at least two pay-per-views, in my opinion. Would you agree or disagree with that, man? I agree. But I, say, I feel like he should have been like at least a champion at least one time last year. At one point, like yeah. at least for like a month. Like just have him win for a month and let him lose. I'd be okay with that. Exactly, and that's that. That's one of the things that they've gone that they've gone away from is having these short title reigns with the with, with the heavyweight championships and the universal championships. Like I, I understand you want to keep them lengthy, but back in the day, you know, doing that that infamous Attitude Era, you know, you would have title runs that would last one day, one week, two months, three pay per views, and that's it. Now it's to the point where these guys are pretty much babysitting these belts for a long time because why WWE is all about history. They're all about breaking records. And I understand that. It's a beautiful thing. But, man, does it just put the rest of the talent in this limbo type of a situation? But I don't want to get too caught up on that. I just want to get back to these draft picks. But, you know, it's just to me, they they definitely have to start. Uh, moving those titles around a little bit more. Uh, but they end up getting Randy Orton. Randy Orton's no longer in SmackDown, so I guess FTRKO is no longer a thing now. I'm a little bit upset about that. Good for Randy. This is a good fresh start for Randy again. I want to see him like feud with Seth Rollins. That'd be pretty cool. Him mixing up with... Uh, Samoa Joe and uh, even Drew McIntyre. I want to see them guys mix it up together. Yeah, that would be lovely, man. But there's also the people that he can feud with. Guys like Ricochet, who was also another draft pick for Raw uh, on there, which he was already on Raw, so it wasn't like he moved at all. Some of these picks were already on Raw. I guess this was Raw's way of just securing them, making sure that SmackDown didn't get them. I mean, uh, let's just go through the rest of this list. Um, so we stopped at Ricochet, Bobby Lashley, which makes me wonder what happened with, with Lana. Does Lana stay with him on on Raw? Does he go to SmackDown? Because I kind of like the whole Bobby Lashley and Lana storyline. Only because, uh, you know, 
you know, this is like, this is perfect. This is Mr. Stereo, Stereo Girl right here. I mean, this is Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, bagging chicks on Raw, no issues. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see these two split up. I actually liked it. Um, you have Alexa Bliss. You have Nikki Cross. Kevin Owens, uh, I guess they made an executive decision, got him off of SmackDown, now he's back on Raw. Natalia uh, on Raw, we mentioned that a little bit earlier. The Viking Raiders or the War Raiders or War Machine or the Minnesota Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them. Viking people. Uh, the Viking people. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But, uh, you know, they're, they're still on Raw, but to me, the surprise pick, to me, the surprise pick, the Street Profits. Uh, that's a long time coming, because they've been like for the last month, just be narrating the show, and I'm like, when are they going to wrestle? When are they going to wrestle? And this is probably, that was the moment of them finally coming to their own now. So I'm like, I'm real curious of what they're going to do from here and how they're going to be booked for the future. Because they, they got it. They can talk. They can wrestle. They have the package, the total package of a good tag team. Yeah, they, they do. But to me, it kind of like, all right, well, you're trying to do this thing with NXT, right? So you're taking away one of the hottest tag teams in NXT to put them on SmackDown. Like, I understand you're trying to grow your SmackDown uh, on Fox audience, but I'm I'm sorry, not... No, they're, they're on Raw. Look, it's been a long night, people. Disregard that first part <laughs> that I just said. But you, you're taking one of your, your hottest teams in NXT to put them on Raw, and it's like, I know for a fact Raw and NXT are not going to share talent. So... I was very surprised, but it's definitely well deserved for Montez and uh, Dawkins. Like, I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy for him, but it just makes me wonder what's gonna happen uh, when it does come down to to NXT with their tag team division. But speaking of wondering, I was wondering when we were gonna take a commercial break, and I think it's about that time. Uh, stay tuned to the commercial, and you're going to hear the voice of Doug here telling you all about how we get this, got this podcast started, started. So we'll be right back. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, just like on the commercial, it's easy as it says, man. Download Anchor. Go ahead. Start you up a podcast, and it's easy as one, two, three. But we're back from commercial break, and as promised, we're going to continue on with the, the draft. But... As promised, I did tell you that we did have more people coming in on the show today. Of course, we already know that Dom is on the show from Powerbomb Jitsu Podcast, which you can find them everywhere. But on the second part of the show, we have another guest. Timothy Jaconia is on the show right now. And how's it going, man? Hey, man, it couldn't be any better. I'm just glad to be here with you guys. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. All right, let's get it started. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited to jump in this right now. I'm excited about the picks for Raw. I'm excited about the picks for SmackDown, and uh, looking forward to breaking this down. Well, we definitely were able to get Raw and SmackDown picks out of the way earlier. There were a lot of people that were not picked uh, as far as available free agents at this uh, moment. I guess you could say 
But let's go in and start off with, with a couple of these guys. Uh, so let's start off at the top of the list. We have some notable names, but the number one name I'm going to talk about right now is EC3. Uh, Timothy, how, how do you feel about EC3 not being drafted? You know, EC3 always had that look, always had that image. But, and, you know, and I, I'm a very blunt person. I'm going to tell it how it is. He never really showed me anything worth coming back to, worth buying a T-shirt for, worth even, you know, hashtagging. And to me, this, these days, you know, this isn't back in the 80s. You don't have to come out here and look tough and, and oiled up. You have to have an image. You have, to, you, have to spec, you have to be a spectacular person. You have to be mesmerizing. You have to make those people get up, sit down, shut up, get loud. You need to be that main event. And if you're not that main event, you're going you're gonna to fall to the wayside, just like EC3 did. Dom, what, what do you think about that uh, as far as EC3 not being picked in, inside these draft picks? Yeah, definitely. He should have had a start on SmackDown. Like he needs, he's that one person that needs a fully, fully re refresh start because, like, so when he came back, to, came to the main roster, it was like disasters from jump, and it hasn't did nothing for him. Or he can even benefit by going back to NXT doing a Finn Balor route. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can see where both of you guys are coming from. I mean, I mean, EC3, yeah, in other companies such as Impact, he he showed me something. Uh, when he got to NXT, I was really excited. You know, he he, he had the old, uh, you know, the, the the NX3 thing going on, but that kind of fizzled out and phased out. You know, uh, that that really phased out. I'm not gonna lie, like right right after WrestleMania 34. It started to fizzle just a little bit. I mean, right after his debut, it just started to fizzle. And, you know, for me, I'm a fan of his work, but he has to push it just a little bit more harder as far as getting over with the crowd. It's it's not that he can't wrestle. It's just he has to have something that, as Tim said, has the people coming back. But at the same time, you know, they they hyped him up on all these vignettes uh, when, when they when they were talking about the the NXT guys uh, come coming to Raw you know at that at that moment to to add more more flavor to Raw and they hyped him up you know inside these suits and you know getting undressed and has one match with Dean Ambrose and that's it down to the wayside down by the river never to be heard from again in a serious way on television. So um, I'm that's one person I, I wish that would have got drafted. Another guy on my list that I wish would have got drafted is Eric Young. Now, Dom, how do you feel about Eric Young not being drafted? Eric Young's the same way. Like the sanity thing, when it came up, it was hot. And then next, you know, they got pushed to the wayside and then. All the other people from Sanity did their own thing left, and then this Eric Young was just there, just sitting there, like with nothing to do. And you just see him on the backstage, like getting beat up or just doing something stupid. It's like he should get drafted, and he needs another, like he needs another reset and another kickstart to push, because like he's on the wayside. Tim, do you have anything to add to that? My thing is, I, I'm big into the attitude era, big in that. So, I mean, you had Nation of Domination, unique. DX, unique. You had even had the uh, eight ball and um, all of them with the motorcycle. Everybody was unique. When um, when they came out together as a group, 
all three of them being there, they had the same theme music with different little aspects of their own being their own unique people. That caught my eye. That was very interesting, the way the camera went back and forth, the lights went all nuts, and I really thought those people were crazy. Then you have them chasing after a 24-7 title, and what, like, like uh, I'm saying, once that happened, it's just, it's hard for you to get back into that character. Then you see him in the ring now with a shaved face. The beard is what made him. So you're really showing his age now. And like I said, um, about EC3, I respect the dedication. I respect his career. I respect everything he's done. But it comes a time where you got to either think I'm done or I got to change something up. And uh, I think he needs to change something up. And that's a reason why he did not get drafted. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, Eric Young is uh, is definitely one of those characters that, you know, if you were just going to sign the guy just to say that you signed him from TNA, then kudos to you. But you're not going to sign him and utilize him. And I, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Eric Young was the most over thing in Impact Wrestling. Not by a long shot. Am I saying that? Yes, he had a he had a championship run around the same time Daniel Bryan had a championship run. But you know, it's I'm not going to say that's where it ends. But you know, they really screwed that up with the whole sanity angle because it is kind of like <laughs> how Alton said. I mean, man, you you shave off that beard, man. Eric Eric Young looks like my my tenth grade science teacher. Like, you know, at at this at at this point, man, it's just like you're you're really showing his age. But you know, who really cares about that when it comes to you know wrestling? I mean, you have a 49 year old champion uh, at AEW, and you also had a 52 year old Goldberg carrying the Universal Championship. So age ain't nothing but a number. But don't tell that to R Kelly. Uh, but, uh, with, with that being said, uh, it's like Eric, Eric Young is just another one of those guys. He can work, he can work good, but he just gets the short end of the stick. I mean, they, they had a chance to really do something with sanity and they, they fucked that up. They, they did that. That's all, that's all on, that's all on creative. That has nothing to do with sanity because sanity was a great thing in NXT, but we've seen this happen a lot when characters transition from NXT to the main roster, and it just doesn't pan out. And Eric Young is another one of those characters. EC3 is another one of those characters. Bobby Roode is one of those, I'm sorry, Robert Roode, can't call him Bobby, uh, is one of those uh, characters as well that just didn't pan out because of the horrible booking, but... I don't want to get too caught up in going out on a tangent on these just these two guys. There's more people that we can talk about that were not drafted. Uh, people like Heath Slater. He has kids, man. Kids, plural. What, what, what was it? 11, 12 kids? Uh, the last time I looked. Um, I don't know. Google that shit. But he has kids. He has kids, man. Why hasn't he been drafted? Um are we surprised that he wasn't drafted? Let's be honest. Yeah, I wasn't surprised that he stayed there. But I'm more shocked that Cesaro is still out there. He's like, he's another one. Like, he's a dope wrestler. This doesn't get that push or that that next big break. And just have him always doing, like, mediocre stuff. And, like, he's so gifted in the ring. And he has the look but never gets that big, big break. 
You ready for me on this one? I'm ready. Yeah, man. I, I, so, the thing is, is like you've got so many, so many superstars. Cesaro, you know, his image, he can play that. Here's my tights. I'm Cesaro, and I'm a bad dude. I can pick you up and throw you across. That's that interests people. That his strength, the way he uses his power, it's just wonderful. Oh, by the way, he Slater has two kids. Um, that's the thing is like they need to start bringing back these factions. They don't need to do you know steer off of the NWO, the DX, steer away from those. They need these writers. They need to start taking ideas from some of these podcasts, some of these uh, you know. All these, all these podcasts actually. There's so many good ideas, and the curtains pulled back now. They need to start taking ideas from people that are giving their money, buying tickets, buying merch. If you're not giving them what they want, you're, you know, if, if my girlfriend's not giving me what I want, she's not going to be my girlfriend anymore. Simple as that. Especially if you have options. I mean, these days you have a lot of options. Facts, all facts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Maybe maybe they should start taking suggestions from 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 the audience and from podcasts like Powerbomb Jitsu and podcasts like Marts with Mites. I mean, there's plenty of other podcasts I can name, but I'm not going to name them all because that's not why I'm here. We're here to talk about the draft. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe we maybe they need to start taking suggestions because you know Cesaro is a guy to me just just off his his resume alone should have at least had a championship run with the title other than the United States title like uh or 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 the tag team titles i mean he slater once again he has kids but then again this happened last time they had a draft and he had to basically win a spot on smackdown so you know hopefully they don't go that route because i don't want to see that again i don't want to see the whole i have kids thing going on but uh another name that is definitely on the list that i am surprised about that wasn't drafted was shorty g shorty gable why hasn't chad gable been drafted why like i'm gonna gonna go ahead and take this one um there's absolutely besides that whole rudy thing which has been played out You can't, I don't know. I don't see how Vince doesn't see, the crowd's not dumb. Okay, we're going to bring him out out of nowhere. And then like the match on on, uh, Hell in a Cell, pointless match. He's he's not showing anything. He needs to to be a character. That's the thing is like, we know Vince can pull the curb back. We know what we're watching is entertainment. So entertain us. Don't let us sit here and go, what? Why? Why did you stop the match in a hell in a cell? Why did you do this? Why did you? We shouldn't be asking why. We should be asking, oh my. Remember when we were young? I used to think the Undertaker actually went back to the to the uh, graveyard and went to bed. I actually thought mankind slept from boiler room to boiler room. I thought Kane really was burnt. That doesn't. I mean, now that we know that's not true, you need to really work hard on get, getting our attention. Now, we don't need to see tables and glass tables and 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 barbed wire. That's that's a little much, and a lot of a lot of um, you know USA Fox, they're not really gonna go that far on it. But at the same time, there are so many different things that you can use to entertain these crowds. Man, that's a that's a lot in a nutshell. Uh, Dom, you want to piggyback on that? I just agree with him. You know, 
He's totally right. And it's like, Chad Gables got gifted, and it's like, they're not doing nothing really with him, which is sad. It's like a lot of wrestlers like that in WWE. They like they're just there and they're not using them, and like they got them doing like stupid stuff. They calling Chad Gable and I was shorty, which is so stupid. And I keep on like talking about his height, how little he is. And I'm like that's so dumb. If I could add one thing on that, um, like you just said, they're not they're not going as far. Uh, go back to what you just said about that. You hit a, you hit a key point and, and it flared my interest. What did you just say, Dom, about that? I was, I was writing it down as I did. About Chad Gable, like, having him, like, he's got gifted and they're not doing nothing with him. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, you have a you have a company now that's starting to take over chance in your company. This isn't, this isn't a joke anymore. And for a lot of wrestling fans, you know, they respect AEW, they uh, Ring of Honor, you know. I, I for, uh, you know, for instance, I love wrestling. I love it. I don't like the whole, oh, WWE's stupid. You need to watch. Shut up. These people all respect each other. They might they might be grudging it out, but they respect each other. But it's still a competition. They need to go out there. They need to push it a little bit harder. They need to stop. I mean, uh, Kofi Kingston, for instance. That was such a motivating thing. You had, uh, you know, they brought the culture into it. They brought, uh, you know, there's never never been a black champion, and everybody was behind it. Just to let him get in the ring on a national TV on a brand new network to be embarrassed, to shove that down his throat. And to us fans, we're not happy with that. Let us see a match. Let him see this Kofi Kingston, this miracle man. Let him show he be, he at least tried. He jumped up and got slammed. We're not falling for that anymore. Um, Seth Rollins coughing up the blood. Everyone started booing louder. We're not stupid. Stop trying so hard. Give us what we want. And now the kids that love the WWF attitude era – we are all adults now, and our kids are already a little bit twisted. So they want that stuff. We want to see some crazy stuff. We don't want you to push it to the borderlands of, of um, you know, being canceled off of a network. But we need to be entertained. The, the average age I looked up is around 20 to 24 years old. There aren't any little kids. The John Cena's are gone. The, hey, kids, you know, take your vitamins. That's gone. These kids want to see a good guy they can cheer for, and they want to see a bad guy they can boo. And... My honest, honestly, my favorite heel right now, Baron Corbin. He loves being hated. He was in NFL. He he made it to training camp. Got kicked out because he got in fist fights with his with his teammates. He is a bad guy. You have good guys. You have bad guys. Then you have pointless people too. In my eyes, I respect him. Seth Rollins. I cannot get behind it. Whoa! You can't get behind old Seth. Burn, freaking burn that down. <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins, the 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 You're the best. face of the com- You're the face of the company. You're the main event that everybody is dying to see, and you do the same exact match that we all saw on these house shows with bright lights. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Hit him with an elbow. Throw him off the this. Do that. Choke him with the ropes. Stomp, 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 stomp. Oh, I'll do a pedigree. No, they didn't like that either. And then you got that a. E.W. chant, and it goes off the network with boo, to the point where Vince started cranking up that ah, it couldn't turn it up any louder. That, 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 it was sad. That was a sad day for WWE. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, another, another talent 
that wasn't drafted, still free. Let's talk about Sin Cara and Drew Gulak. Uh, two of these names, uh, well, out of these two names, one of these names has been injured for God knows how long. And Drew Gulak just dropping the newly named NXT Cruiserweight Championship to Leo Rush. Uh, putting these guys out here in the draft pool. So why hasn't Sin Cara been drafted? Why hasn't Drew Gulak been dra- drafted? Let's hear from you, Dom. Why? I really thought Sin Cara was part of the Lucha House Party, wasn't he not? No. <laughs> okay, I thought he was. But I don't know. Sin Cara has been hurt for, like, what, the last two years? Like, he hasn't – he always been getting hurt. But I don't know. But what uh, Drew Golak, he should get drafted. But my thing is, he should just go to uh, NXT, you know. They got something going. Just let him go in there and wrestle like everybody out there. Because I feel like he'd get lost in the shuffle, just like uh, EC3 or something, if he's on Raw or SmackDown. Same like they did with Birdie Murphy. Like, he got caught up, and then Birdie Murphy didn't have a solid match until he did it with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Facts. Those are all facts right there. Um, hey, man, I can't, I, I definitely can't disagree with that at all. I mean, Drew Gulak and Sin Cara, uh, Sin Cara being uh, injured for the last 17 years, and um, um, Drew Gulak definitely will get lost. It's too many names, too many bigger names. Uh, NXT needs all the the talent that they can get right now. So I'm not surprised that Drew Gulak wasn't draft drafted, and I'm damn sure wasn't surprised that Sin Cara wasn't drafted. Uh, what about you, Tim? Basically, you can read rewind Doms and play it again. I could not agree more. Um, there are certain guys just like that. Buddy Mur- Bernie Murphy needs to go to NXT. Whoever's in NXT right now needs to stay in NXT. That it is a very, they all mesh together very well. They work together very well. Their matches are incredible. Their takeovers are mind blowing. I have never missed a takeover. I honestly, if I could, if I had to pick one, one wrestling brand and it's and split them all up, it would be NXT. I would watch that 100%. They are. It's kind of like the NCAA with the NFL. The NCAA, they want to make it to the NFL. Once they make it to the NFL, they kind of calm down a little bit because they don't want to lose that paycheck. So the NXT guys, they are giving it their all. You see some of these moves, and I know I've been in the ring. I've, I've trained. I know how things work. And I'm sitting there going, whoa, geez, oh, my God, did you see that? And, you know, I'm saying, like, NXT's got me to the point where I used to feel on Monday when I was a kid. I got to do my homework. I got to eat, brush my teeth, and, oh, Raw's on. Mom, I get to stay up late, right? Yeah. Awesome and so excited going to bed waiting for oh my god I can't wait for the next one what's gonna happen what's gonna happen they're losing storylines they're losing interest NXT is ran by Paul and you can tell it's ran by Paul he cares he knows what people want he gives people what they want if he really wants to throw everything up in a flare he would start a new D Generation X draft some people from NXT and go charge into AEW with a tank that would be a headliner <laughs> oh hell yeah. Can't wait to see that happen. Uh, another name notable, and these are the last two, last three names, last four names. Let's just go ahead and get this out here. Akira Tozawa, we have Tamina, and we have the B team, B team, 
go, go, go. Uh, why? Just why? Uh, one of these I could definitely answer uh, bef- before I toss it to you guys. The B team, not going to happen. It, it, was a, it was a running joke when they put them together. It was a running joke at, after they broke up with the Miz. It was a running joke when they held the tag team titles. And it's even a running joke as I speak on this podcast right now. Why? I mean, at this point, I'd rather you just repackage them or, I don't know, throw, 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 them, throw them into the lake of reincarnation. Matt Hardy's not doing anything right now. Uh, or, better yet, maybe, just maybe, Bray starts a new faction and maybe some of these characters from the Firefly Funhouse starts to come to life. But not under any circumstance am I taking the B-team serious. Um, even at the B team with NXT, it wouldn't be over. So it, I, I don't know. It's just a run. It's a running gag, in my in my opinion. This is not to take any cred, credibility from the two guys for uh, portraying the characters. Both of these guys are third generation superstars, but at the same time, it's not doing anything for the audience. It's not doing anything for the people that are there and the people that are watching at home. It's it's just not. Um, also, uh, Akira Tozawa, an, another guy who will definitely get lost in the sauce. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's been on Raw. Yeah, he's been on SmackDown. But, you know, he's a cruiserweight. And what better place for him than on NXT since that cruiserweight title is, gone, uh, is part of NXT now? Um, and the same thing with Humberto Rio. First of all, if I couldn't read well, I would have thought it was Humberto Del Rio. But, you know, with that with that being said, it's like, you know, he, he's a exciting talent, but I don't think he's main roster ready yet. Yeah, he, he has a good look about him, but other than that, besides a good look and good moves, I don't think he's main roster ready yet, honestly. I think I think we just need to keep him in NXT and let him have some more exciting matches. I mean, AEW has a Sammy Guevara, and NXT can have a Humberto Carrillo. Uh, go ahead and chime in on that, uh, Tim. All right, I'm gonna start off with the B team thing. To me, that is such a spit in the face. These these two have been in wrestling, around wrestling, involved in wrestling. Uh, they bleed wrestling. They, they they cry wrestling. To make them go out there, and don't get me wrong, Vince likes to test people. And here, here's a, you know, we don't know what happened backstage. Maybe they lipped off or did something stupid, and they're like, you know what? You're still signed, but you're gonna go out there like, like idiots. Like when Goldust, when they put him in that Forever Unchained with the silver outfit, with the bikini and the blue, the blue hair. He hated that. When they put him in WCW and they made him, uh, what was he six or? Wasn't it uh, that goofy? And he snapped on the Second. microphone. Second. He's never been respected. Yeah. So Stephen. What was that? Oh yeah, yeah no yeah. So uh, my thing is with B team is that maybe they're being punished. You know who knows about that deep behind the curtains? But you have two amazing wrestlers that know the ring inside and out. They're 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 in shape. And honestly, I think with one of them, you can't do this with both of them, but. With either Bo Dallas or Curtis Axel, you need to bring one of them back out as the uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. More Perfect or bring the IRS back out and say, hey, you know what? I'm here to finish what my dad started, and there's a lot of people that owe me money. I just think that would be 
uh, an adrenaline rush for the the the, 20, the thirty to the fifty year olds that are still watching it, and it would be a, a blast of the past for the youth, and it would be one of those on the way home from Raw that night, Dad. Tell me about the IRS. Oh, back in my day, son, this bad boy, he, he'd run in the ring with his briefcase on, his tie, his sweat coming down, and he had a friend who laughed and bought anybody. Now these stories turn into bedtime stories, and wrestling becomes uh, that feeling again. You know what I'm saying? That feeling again. That, oh, man, that was amazing. Oh, my God, his tooth went through his lip, this and that. Like, the memories, the, the things that we will never, ever forget. Like that Hell in the Cell. Oh my! It was it was a Hell in a Cell match with a Raw in the middle, followed by a botch fest with a red light on. It made me sick, and to the point where Vince is just so worried about money that he's just and he's so worried about money, but he's also a, a power freak. So to the point where Paul, run it all, hire some people, hire writers, do the thing. I'm just gonna do the XFL and collect my money. I'm an old man and I don't know what I'm doing anymore. That's what I want them to do. You know how much New Day probably hates coming out and whipping pancakes in the crowd? How hard they work on their bodies and, and staying healthy, staying fit, uh, getting back from injuries just to go out there and not be taken. That's why people, a lot of people didn't take Kofi seriously. You're wearing a title that has been, you know, skipped Ahmed Johnson, skipped Farouk, a lot of legendary wrestlers and never got a chance. And the rumor being because of their color. Now the color being out, now he's got the title. If I was Kofi, I would have had a very serious conversation of losing that gimmick because me and my brother both talked about they're turning, they're turning. It's going to be Xavier and Big E. They're going to turn on on Kofi. Then he's going to be a bad boy. He's going to go into like a, he's the good guy. Like when Johnny, Johnny wrestling did that. Hey, I attacked Alistair. I didn't do it to attack Alistair. He's just in, in the way of what I want. So he stayed the good guy, but he was a bad guy for a week. How awesome is that? They need to start sticking to Watching these shows that get people, Game of Thrones, all these type of shows, watch those. Take a little bit of ideas from those things that make you lean a little bit closer to the TV and go, oh, what's going to happen next? We need that back in wrestling. Agreed. Dom, you want to piggyback on that, brother? Yeah, I agree with Tim 100%. But my thing with Curtis Axel is... They messed up from the jump when they called him up. That didn't have him by his real name, didn't use his father's name or nothing like that. They had him like Michael McGillicuddy, and then they had him Curtis Axel, which was kind of close. And they should have just threw the hidden name right from jump and just had him like, hey, I'm Mr. Perfect Son. And that's gone from there. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, that's 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 where they screwed the pooch. I mean, it was right at the beginning by calling him Michael McGillicuddy and not calling him by his real name. And, you know, they should have let him use the Henny name the same the same way they let Charlotte use Charlotte Flair. He should have been able to use the Henny. Just saying. Uh, I understand the Curtis Axel was paying tribute to his grandfather and his father, but at the same time, he's still a Henning at the end of the day. The only the only thing that people had to do was Google that shit, and they would have known, known that he was the grandson of Joe Henning. He was the son of Kurt Henning, but this Michael McGillicuddy and this Curtis Axel is like, it really got screwed, and it was, it was even to the point where uh, Paul Heyman couldn't save him. That's how bad it got. But, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, these are just the picks right now that have not been drafted. 
who knows what's going to happen in between Saturday, Sunday, and come Monday. Uh, I'll let you guys know because guess what? Another bonus episode is coming your way, and it'll be coming your way, um, I don't know, Tuesday morning, the day after the rest of the draft. And I'll give you more updates on what happened. But until then, hey, I'm Mr. Six with Nine. Uh, the guest on today's podcast, we had from Powerbomb Jitsu, Dom. And first time I'm on the show today, we actually had Tim on the show. And we're going to have more Tim on the show. We're going to have more Dom on the show as much as possible. Let us know what you think about the show make sure you leave a comment inside the comment section no matter where you listen to our podcast on as well as if you click inside the 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 description of the podcast you can leave us a voicemail tell us what you really thought about the show maybe i don't know we may play that clip and as well as we close out the show make sure you do use our promo code mwm for life to get one month free on us at powerslam.tv that's right that's one month free on us at powerslam.tv use our promo code go ahead and check out some of that exclusive independent wrestling that you can only catch on powerslam.tv and you'll be able to see some of these guys that we talked about or you'll be able to see some of these guys in AEW, some guys like mgf some guys like darby allen or you can see some of these nxt guys i don't know guys like pete dunn guys like walter uh guys like tyler bait i'm going on and on with these names but you get the point Go ahead, listen to the commercial at the end, pay that $5.99 a month, but start off with a free month on us, MWM for life and people. Episode 88 has come to an end, and we are out. Boom. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.